So one of my uh, favorite spiritual authors is St. Francis de Sales. He's written a spiritual classic called The Introduction to, to the Devout Life. Um, so if you're looking for a good spiritual read, pick that up, The Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales. It's pretty accessible for the most part. There's some tough sections in there, but I think it'd be a great read for, for all of us. I love reading it. And there's a section in there where he talks about the way we're supposed to pray. And the point he's making is that everyone is supposed to pray according to their state in life. We're supposed to pray uh, in the way that's proper to our vocation, in other words. So we can think of two examples. We think of on one extreme, maybe like a capuchin monk or something that never talks but spends like the whole day in prayer, in adoration, contemplation, reading the scriptures, all of those things. Most of his day is centered on prayer. And maybe on the other extreme would be like a, um, like a stay-at-home mom with six kids or something like that. Obviously, the stay-at-home mom can't pray in the way that the monk prays, right? She can't spend long hours in prayer and adoration reading scriptures, even if she would like to. Even though she can look at that monk and say, wow, that's an awesome life. Wow, I would love to be able to do something like that. It would actually be wrong for her to do that. Because in doing that, she would be um, not fulfilling her responsibilities towards her, her husband and her children, her family. And so, again, we're all called to pray in the way that's proper to our vocation. And here's the misconception that I think can go around sometimes, is that God only calls the monks and the religious and the priests and things like that. He only calls those people to be really holy. Like, those are the people who are special that he really calls to deep holiness. That's not true. God calls us all to the same level of holiness. God calls us all to be saints. And that's done according to your vocation. So the mother, the stay-at-home mom with six kids, can be just as holy as the monk who's spending long hours of prayer. As long as she's praying in the way that's proper to her vocation. And for this reason, the church never sets um, like a specific rule of how much you're supposed to pray. The church doesn't say, like, everyone is supposed to pray for two hours a day. Because, of course, some people are meant to pray more than that. Other people are meant to pray less than that, according to their duties. And so this is an important thing for us to keep in mind. And it was really encouraging to me as I read it for the first time. It should be encouraging to all of us, I think. We're called to be holy in our state of life, according to the way that we live. And the reason that I bring this up is because this principle will help us as we try to understand what's going on here in the gospel. So we read the gospel today about Jesus watching different people put different amounts of money into the treasury. And even the people putting large sums were not putting in, according to Jesus, as much as the poor widow who puts in only a couple of cents. And we read this and we might be thinking to ourselves, well, gosh, how much should I give to the church? Do I give enough? Um, how much am I supposed to give? And this is a good question. This is something that we all need to discern. We all need to talk about with our families and, and try to decide how we're going to give to the church. But again, Here's the principle. The church never puts a certain number on how much you're supposed to give. The church doesn't give even a percentage or anything like that. Perhaps you've heard of the idea of tithing, giving 10% of, uh, 
of your income to the church. And some, uh, I think some denominations, Protestant denominations, actually require that of their folks to, to give 10% of your income. Um, but again, the church doesn't do this. Why? Because some people can give more than 10%, and that would be better for them. Some people, on the other hand, probably can't give that much, maybe only 5% or 2.5%. You give according to your state in life, according to your family's means. But the principle here, the underlying principle, is that we should give in a way that's sacrificial. We should give in a way that hurts a little bit, in other words. All right? So if you're not giving in a way that hurts a little bit, that means you have to sacrifice a little bit in your life, then you're not giving enough. And you should be providing for the needs of, of the church um, by your own means. This is one of the precepts of the church. This is one of the requirements of all Catholics, is that we give to the church according to our means in a sacrificial way. So maybe it means you can't get a $5 Starbucks every day. Maybe it means you can't go out to eat as much as you'd like to. But hey, that's part of it. We have to sacrifice at least a little bit in the way that we give to the church. And that's how we know we're giving enough, is if it hurts a little bit. But brothers and sisters, as is true with lots of the scriptures, we have kind of the surface point. So the surface point here would be how much we give to the church and giving sacrificially. That's important for us to recognize. But I think there's also a deeper point here that Jesus calls us to understand. And the deeper point is that we are meant to give God everything in our lives. God doesn't want just a piece of our lives. God doesn't want half of our lives or even most of our lives. God wants every part of our lives. He wants to be a part of every part of your life. We're not called as Catholic Christians to compartmentalize our faith. We're not supposed to just come here on Sunday and check that box, and then we have our family life, then we have our work life, then we have our recreational life, and we have all these boxes that we can put everything in. Our faith is not meant to be just another box. It's not just another check mark that we do each week. Our faith is meant to be over all of the other boxes and sprinkled into each of the other boxes. Think of it this way. There's 168 hours in each week. Seven days times 24 hours, 168 hours. If you come to church for one hour a week, that's six-tenths of one percent of your life. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like enough to me. That's not enough for us to give six-tenths of one percent to God each week. God doesn't want that little piece of our lives. God wants our whole lives. Again, he wants to be a part of every part of our lives. And so examine your life. You know, do you go home and interact with your family uh, according to your faith in a Christian way? Do you treat your spouse and your kids with, uh, with love in your heart in a Christian way? Do people at work know that you're a Christian? Now, I'm not saying you have to go to work and preach to everybody around you, but can they see that there's something different about you? Do they see you pray every once in a while? Maybe make the sign of the cross before your meals. Do they know that there's something different about you 
because of your faith. When you leave church, uh, do you go participate in recreation and other activities that pull you farther away from God or that God would be ashamed of if he was with you right then? Do you let your faith touch every part of your life? Because that's ultimately what we're called to. Even though we might not be praying at every single moment, we're still meant to offer whatever we're doing to Jesus Christ. So at work, we can offer him our work. We can start our day by saying, Lord, I have to work today, but I'm going to work in a way that's pleasing to you. I'm going to offer my work to you today. I'm going to do it the best that I can because that's what you're calling me to. With your family, you can say, hey, Lord, I'm going to spend the day with my family. We're going to relax. We're going to have a good time together. And we thank you for this time. We offer it to you because we know that you give us this time to really build us up and make us ready to go out in the world and fulfill our mission. Even like relaxing and being with your friends and having a beer or something like that. You can offer that to God. It was Benjamin Franklin who said, beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. <laughs> you can offer that to God. You can say, thank you, Lord. This is a great thing. I offer this time to you. Please be here with me and my friends. There's all sorts of ways that we can pray throughout the day and offer whatever it is that we're doing to the Lord. As long as it's not sinful, you can offer it to God. And that's a good thing. That's how we make God every part of our lives. Brothers and sisters, all of us, every last one of us, are going to have to show up to our judgment someday. Do we want to show up to our judgment and say, okay, Lord, I gave you six-tenths of one percent of my life each week. Um, I went to church each week. But actually, you know what? Sometimes I came late. Sometimes I left early. Uh, sometimes I actually missed because I was doing other things. Sometimes when I came to Mass, I actually wasn't paying that much attention. So maybe it was more like 0.4% of my life. Is that good enough? Or do we want to show up to our judgment and be able to say, Lord, I gave you everything. I loved you and I invited you into every part of my life. I went to church devoutly. I tried my best to pray each day. Sure, I'm sinful. I'm weak. I messed up sometimes. But I went to confession. I received your mercy and I tried better the next time. And I tried to make you, every, uh, make you a part of every part of my life. I don't know about you, but I know which option I would rather have. And so let us reflect deeply, brothers and sisters, on our lives and on the ways that we can bring Jesus into every part of it. Because again, he doesn't want just half of our life or just part of our life. He wants the whole thing. And remember that God is never outdone in generosity. If you give him everything, you will receive a hundredfold back. Give everything to Christ, brothers and sisters, because he has already given everything for you.